welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. And before I go any further, I wanted to um, share with you that I did get my MRI results back this morning and they told me that I did not have another stroke. So that's great news. It means that um, whatever's happening in my head is not changing and uh, it's easier to hit a target that's not moving rather than a target that is moving. So uh, we're going to be approaching these tests that uh, are coming up, the EEG and the neuropsychiatric evaluation, knowing that that my condition or my the results of my stroke have not changed. I'm not sitting here having additional mini strokes. So that's positive news. And today I want to talk about just taking it easy. This is really uh, something that I can relate to today as I have waited over two months for this MRI and to get the results. And I finished that story, that narrative of how that was going to happen, you know, how the results were going to come out. I finished that 20 times and the story ended in 20 different ways Um, from me having, you know, I'm having many strokes and then all of a sudden I'm going to have a big stroke and then she gone Uh, or Uh, nothing's happening and I'm just still experiencing the same symptoms from my original stroke or I'm experiencing long COVID from when I had COVID last year. You know, I finished the story in 20 million ways and it just led to me worrying for two and a half months. And in the end, the end of that story at least was that everything's the same. Nothing has changed since I had my stroke initially. So I probably burned a lot of energy that was not needed by worrying. And I have a obsessive personality. Um, At least I feel like I do. I always have to have something that I'm obsessing about. So being on uh, disability and not working full-time has led to me constantly trying to find something to obsess about. Uh, We know that this podcast is something that I obsess about, and there are lots of new hobbies that I'm trying to incorporate. My obsessive behavior can be really beneficial in some situations. It can be beneficial in my career But it's not so beneficial when I'm trying to work out the ending to stories of my life before they happen and trying to figure out uh, where my destination is, you know, what, what, how is all of this going to end? So, uh, I wanted to talk today about paying attention to myself more 
rather than paying attention to where life is leading me. Because I don't know about it. I'm not going to know where it's leading me. So paying attention to what's going on right now. And I talked a little bit about this yesterday. One of the things that, um, that came to mind when I was thinking about this is knowing what my priorities are on a day-to-day basis. I actually have lots of, it started with my daily, my, my world-famous schedule that I've talked about, and now I've started having more lists. So the times in my world-famous schedule where, I'm, where I've got allotted for resting and relaxing, or doing, you know, my hobbies, I have lists for what to do during those times, things that I want to get done, things I need to get done, if I need to uh, fill out a form or do something for my insurance, um, or anything that I need to take care of in my personal life, I have a list for that. And it's because I don't like just aimlessly walking around the house and and I will find myself doing that like searching for something to do and if all is if all is lost I will just start scrubbing something you know I'll start cleaning the uh the floor or something like that so um but I prefer to have a list and and this reminds me of people I run across in every job I've had, every single job I've had, that there are people who talk about firefighting. They're like, oh, I'm fighting fires today. You know, I'm not getting a lot done because I'm fighting fires today. In one of the jobs that I had earlier in my life, I was on what was called the firefighting team. And comically, we had firefighter hats, like the kids' plastic firefighter hats. Um, No, we did not wear them, but we put them on the top of our cubicles to show who was a firefighter. So if somebody had a problem, they would bring it to somebody with a firefighter hat on their cubicle. And that was somebody who, not not to boast, but somebody who um, had better (laughs) problem-solving skills and could usually figure out uh, these problems faster. You know, it was just, uh, that was our job. So one of the issues, though, that I find that when I run across people that I work with who are constantly talking about putting out fires. I'm wondering why uh, why that is and how do you function in life just constantly putting out fires? It's like it's like always being behind, you know, um, not letting life carry you in a direction as opposed to paving the way, and um, and choosing what needs to be done. I I realize that depending on your job title, 
there is no way around putting out fires. However, there are people who have the same title, and one is a firefighter, and one is not a firefighter. And and why is that? And um, I like to... I like to plan out my entire day and and allot my time for, you know, problem solving so that I'm never facing necessarily fires. Uh, anyway, I don't have the answer to this, but the 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 reason that I'm bringing it up is because it's it's a chaotic way of moving through your day. And if I don't have this list of things that I need to take care of, then they will come up as fires. You know, I realize I'm not working in a, in a career right now, but say I forget to send a, a certain form to my insurance company that they're waiting for. Eventually, the insurance company is going to reach out to me and be like, we need this by, you know, today at three o'clock. And then it becomes a fire. Well, I already knew that that needed to be done. So I have my priorities and I know what my priorities are. And that keeps me from having a firefighter mentality. One thing that that so that allows me to 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 take things a little easier on myself by by knowing those priorities. Another thing that allows me to take things a little easier is just recognizing that I am not in charge of the world. I am not God. I am not a CEO and founder. I am not a president of the United States. You know, I need to recognize, I need to tell myself, Rachel, you're not in charge of everybody. You know, I'm only in charge of myself. That's it. I'm only in charge of myself. I have actually told my boss that uh, I I have kind of said an amends to him because I have spent so many times where we're dealing with something acting like I can do his job better than him and I've even said it to him jokingly you know you know that I know how to do your job better than you because it's and he and he laughs about it because he knows it's true he knows not that I can do it better than he knows it's true that I think that way and I have to check myself and humble myself and trust in other people that what what's lacking there when I am all up in my ego and thinking that I can do everything better than all these other people is is lack of trust in other people lack of trust in the process lack of trust in in not having to know what's going to happen before it happens all the time. And 
And only with that acknowledgement will I know peace. And um, it's all of these techniques that I talk about in this podcast are, I talk about all of them hoping that the listener would understand that all of these techniques and all of these different episodes, it's, it's, it's by, what's the word? It's by interweaving them that I find serenity. It's not in any single one. It's, it's a way of life. And I try to integrate what I talked about yesterday with what I talk about today. And I'm trying every day to articulate these little pieces, these little pieces of, of um, techniques, I guess, of how uh, I have learned how to live a little more serenely. And that's in recovery. I learned it from recovery, but I'm certain that it applies to any human being. <laughs> you don't have to be in recovery. Um, so I listened to a, a calm meditation this morning, and it was about on the Calm app, and it was about elevating, uh, no, alleviating the habit of worry. And it talked about um, unproductive worry versus productive worry and how when we're just sitting back and worrying and not implementing problem-solving skills, that it's unproductive. It's what it's it's that same thing about waiting for my MRI results. I'm not problem solving. There's nothing I could do. Um, believe me, I tried. <laughs> I tried to do what I could to get my MRI to happen earlier. And um, even when they called me with the results, I questioned some of the things that this person said to me because uh, she didn't say it with conviction, you know. So I saw that little hole and, and started chipping away at it, you know, because I'm not trusting. And, um, and that's okay. I, you know, it's human for me to, it's my, it's my life, you know, it's my health and I need to uh, the only one who's going to fight for me is me, you know, with full, uh, with full compassion and energy. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my, how worrying, how I deal with worry. And, um, and then at the end of the video, um, I'm going to give you an exercise, uh, how to, practice letting go. Um, and, and we'll see what happens with that. So the first, the first thing that I have to do is notice when I'm worrying. And sometimes I'm so wrapped up in worrying 
that I don't even realize I'm doing it. And worrying is just basically telling myself a story. There are unknowns in front of me and I I can't handle that. I can't handle not knowing what is waiting for me down the road, what my future looks like. So to resolve that inside my head, I'm completing the story. And that is how I would define worrying. And that is what I heard also in the calm meditation this morning. I talked a little bit yesterday about embracing full-time recovery. And this is along the same lines as that. Enjoying where I am right now in my story versus versus thinking about, worrying about, trying to finish that story and figure out what my destination looks like. Instead, enjoy exactly what's happening right now. I've really become hyper-aware that I have been waiting for the joy that's on the other side of all of this. I have even said multiple times, you all, I know that something is waiting for me on on the other side of all of this. I've said that repeatedly. I don't know what it is, but I have to keep showing up in order to get there. Well, what I have recognized the past two days is that life is happening right now while this story is unfolding and I need to continue to be right here where I am and take advantage of the opportunities and the joy that are right in front of me. I... I tend to really exaggerate the situation in my head. What's going on right now is exaggerated tenfold in my head. Um, When I was drinking, I was faced with the decision that I need to stop drinking. And I thought the first time when I went to detox, I was thinking, I'm not going to be able to drink for the rest of my life. My life is over. As we know it, I am never going to have fun again. Uh, You know, and just, just imagine how that train of thought went forward. Well, I drank again because I I couldn't imagine my entire life without alcohol in it. And that's 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 an addict's way of thinking. Well, 
right now in, in what I'm dealing with, with these symptoms, with my head, with my vision, with my cognitive strange things that are happening, um, walking away from work, I'm thinking, or I have been thinking, my life is over. What's, what could I possibly do if I'm just walking away from my career, um, well, it's possible that my life has just begun. I know that because what I didn't see when I first got sober and I stopped drinking was the incredible joy that just began to bloom within me when I put down the drink. And it could very well be that there is an incredible amount of joy that is going to bloom in me or is already starting to bloom. It is. It's already blooming in me. And I know that through this positive self-talk and self-respect and building up my esteem and, and, and enjoying new hobbies, all of these things that I'm gaining from being in this stroke recovery, it's happening right under my nose. And I may look back when I'm 80 and be like, you know what? When I was 49, my life just started at 49. And I'm, I'm shifting my mindset. I think that's what's happening. We, every so often in this podcast, it seems like it's once a month, there is a shift. Uh, there is a major pivot in my train of thought in in my mindset. And um, I think the last episode that I shared a pivotal day was the episode called A Bad Day Leads to Major Changes. I think that's what it's called. I don't know that this is a day that I am having a pivotal day. It's like something has happened this week where I'm pivoting again. And I'm realizing that things are happening under my nose. And as much as I say I'm showing up, I am showing up, but I am I really staying present. So I'm reminding myself of that today. When I was drinking, I did not want to be with myself. And a couple episodes ago, I shared that I love myself more than I ever have. And a lot of that is is due to this process that I've been going through over the past two months. A lot of that is being able to see that people are listening to this, to these episodes and, and people care. A lot of it has to do with 
people calling me and texting me and coming to visit me and wanting to be around me. All of that is helping me and encouraging me and helping me get excited about being with myself. If other people want to be with me and talk to me, then I do too, you know? So I, I was doing this little exercise that has to do with patience um, because I relate self-patience to taking it easy. And if I'm impatient, I'm not, I tend to not be kind to myself. I can be unkind to others, but we're just talking about how I treat myself. So impatience can be a blockage, a block to an obstacle to self-kindness. And I lack the tolerance for waiting for the end of the story. And I'm trying to rush to the finish line. And it ends up ha uh, inhibiting me from seeing what my purpose is today. I lose sight of what I want to accomplish today. Not in the, in the sense of work. Not in the sense of checking off my to-dos on my schedule, but what do I want to accomplish on the inside? How can I grow today? And that is a lot of what I am trying to do with this podcast. I'm trying to grow each day. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I never wanted to graduate from school. Because I thought that that was the end, the end of the line. I thought that that was, it was naive of me, of course, but I thought that that was the end of growth. That was the end of learning. And it was just the beginning. It's like I just, it's like I just mentioned. I, I thought my life was over and really it was the beginning and it seems like every time I get to that point where change is about to happen, I always think my life is over when it's always just beginning. Um, it's proved that to be true time and time again, and yet I still approach it with the same mentality. And if I... If I let myself get frustrated by impatience, I begin to lose motivation. And over the past several weeks, I felt myself losing motivation. Um, there were days that I showed up to do the podcast, and I shared it a couple times that I showed up and I thought, I do not want to do this today. I don't feel like doing this today. But I did it anyway. 
And I talk a lot about doing it anyway. Um, because sometimes I have to take a step forward even when I just want to sit down. If I keep taking a step forward, I know what my goal is in the end. And I can't get to it if I only work towards my goal on days that I feel like it. So I have this like maybe unspoken agreement with myself. And it might be that do the next right thing that I can't get to a sobriety meeting if I don't stand up from uh, sitting on the couch. You know, I can't um, I can't get a promotion at work if I don't get out of bed. It's doing the next right thing. So I try to walk even when I feel like sitting down. I spent my whole life standing still before I got sober. And today I know that I need to keep walking. I can't stand still. Whether or not I have motivation in my pocket that I'm walking with. I wrote down a couple uh, answers to a couple questions because I was just kind of thinking about my situation and and having patience with myself. So how can I practice patience in the situation that I'm in right now with waiting to find out, waiting for tests to be done, waiting for test results, waiting for doctor's appointments, trying to figure out what my hobbies are, figuring out what I like to do, um, Where do I need to practice patience? So I wrote down that I don't need to have all the answers. I feel like that is one of the biggest struggles I have is I I think in some places they call it being a control freak. I think that I maybe am a little bit. Um, I think a control freak can can look very different uh, to to many people, but I do feel like I want to have all the answers all the time. I joke about my daughter um, when she was a little baby. She would cry every time I gave her a bath. I mean, from when she was an infant and she was in the little... uh, baby bath that you put on the counter and you, you know, wash her with a sponge and stuff, she would cry like bloody murder cry. Um, she continued to do that to the age when we, she was in the bathtub and I was giving her a bath and I just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, bath time is supposed to be a soothing time for babies. And it struck me one day maybe she doesn't know what this is for. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting her in water and, you know, pouring it on her or using sponges and lifting up her arm? And, you know, what is this slimy stuff that I put on her? Soap? 
And what does it do? So I decided the next time I was going to give her a bath that I was going to tell her uh, everything that I was doing. And so we would put her in the bathtub. I said, we're going to get inside the bath and we're going to get clean. So I put her inside the bathtub and I said, I'm going to put this soap on you and it smells good and it makes you clean. And I put the soap on her. And then I said, now I'm going to use this washcloth and I'm going to scrub the soap on your pretty skin and clean it. And then I'm going to wash it off with water. And then as I did like her armpit, I said, okay, now I'm going to clean your stinky armpit. And wouldn't you know it, she never cried again after that. And so I always joke about, because to this day, she wants to know what's happening all the time. It's like she wants to know, have all the answers. She wants to have a plan. And this quality, although it could be quite frustrating as she was growing up, has been a, an asset of hers as she has now moved into being a career woman, graduating from college and being a career woman. She wants to know all the details. She's very detail-oriented. But it can actually be uh, an obstacle in certain situations. And I feel like what I'm dealing with right now, for me, wanting to know all the answers is can get really frustrated. I can get very impatient. So I need to trust professionals and trust the process. You know, my daughter was not trusting the process, the bathing process. I needed to tell her what was happening. And, and I, I need to trust the process that the professionals are helping me go through in my stroke recovery. The next question that I asked myself is what helps me with my self-patience? What helps me is this podcast, talking to other people, talking through what is what I'm worried about. The other things that help me are meditation, taking a break, and really looking at it, acknowledging that I'm worried about something and trying to let it go. Um, other things that help are participating in my hobbies and and just allowing myself to escape from whatever it is that I am worried about because sometimes it's just hard to let it go. Another question that I asked the last one, what are the signs that you are becoming impatient? Well, I recognized that the signs as of late that I was becoming impatient was that I started, I stopped generating ideas. I stopped being creative. I stopped getting excited about doing different things for the podcast. And I recognized, um, as I've shared yesterday, that now all of a sudden my 
creativity has sparked again and I have new ideas. And I shared yesterday that I'm going to create a commercial for my podcast and I'm super excited about it. And I know that by coming up with that idea, it means that I've let go some of my worrying. And I bet that's because I took care of my MRI. I took care of my neurology appointment. So the worrying has dissipated. And now I have space for creativity. That is a, a big sign to me that, um, that I've lost patience is when I've lost creativity. Self-doubt, impatience, frustration, not taking it easy, all of these will become self-defeat if I let them continue to grow. If I don't, if I left, leave them unmanaged, if I ignore them. I, I thought of a way that is something that I'm going to practice too, so we can do this together. When I feel worried, I've talked about giving it a name. I, I've had several episodes where I'm like, when you have a feeling, you know, I've talked about the color, the emotional color wheel, the primary emotions and stuff. And I said, when you're feeling something, give it a name, acknowledge what it is. So applying that also to worrying would mean that when I'm worried about something, I need to stop, pause, acknowledge that I'm worrying. I'm worrying about something and acknowledge what it is that I'm worried about. So giving it a name. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm when I find myself worrying, I'm going to say to myself out loud, there it is. You know, acknowledging that I'm worried. There it is. I'm worried about X. And then I'm going to say to myself, I'm not going to make up the end of this story. I'm going to experience it. Because that is what life is. Life is not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. Life is allowing ourselves to to ride on that roller coaster of worry and uncertainty. And if I were to know what was going to happen tomorrow, and it's something that is exciting and joyful, well, what, what is the excitement if I already know how the story's going to end? If I already know the hat, the happy ending, it's, it's just not exciting. You know, life is about going through all of these emotions and letting them occur in their time. You know, some people who who believe in, in God and a higher power 
are like, I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it happen in God's time. They would word it that way. People who, who aren't so much in that mindset can say, I'm worried about this. I'm not going to make up the end of the story. I'm going to just experience it. So give it a try. I'm going to try it too. That's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.